Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. When life gets difficult, one of the greatest temptations is to blindly follow someone who says they're there to help. And Jesus says, beware. There are people and there are organizations that have Jesus and Christ in the name, and they have, they're, they're not representatives of Jesus Christ. Mm, does that sound timely? That's Pastor Leighton Sheely, Senior Pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and this is a broadcast called Study Verse by Verse. And he's back in the book of Matthew, the 8th chapter, moving us along in that book. And if you've missed any of the past messages, you'll find them on the website highlands.us. That's the church website, highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout, so glad to have you along on this Tuesday. Today I'd like to focus on why we are so passionate and why there is such an urgency uh, to us fulfilling our part in the Great Commission. And it simply boils down to this, that we believe that Jesus Christ is coming again soon. We believe that Jesus is coming, he promised he would, and he always keeps his promises, and we believe that he's coming soon, soon. And, uh, you know, every, I, I got to say this, that every Christian generation for the last 2,000 years has thought they might be the last generation before Jesus Christ uh, came. But uh, we have, our generation has more reason to believe that Jesus is coming soon than any previous generation. And so I, I want to share that with you today, why we believe that. Now, I want you to notice that we don't set dates or times for his return. We don't say he's coming back on this date or at this time. And, and that's because of what Jesus said in verse 36 of Matthew 24. He said, but concerning that day and hour, no one knows. No one knows. Not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. As, as we're in the days of Noah, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. And so Jesus said, no one knows. And that's why we don't set dates or times. There was not too long ago, one of the men in the uh, local area who owned radio stations uh, declared that he had calculated when Jesus was coming back. He had a certain date, certain time, and uh, he announced it, and uh, he got people to help finance his uh, campaign to put it up on billboards and sides of buses and things like that, and he miscalculated. So he went back and he calculated again. He says, I miscalculated, I forgot this, but he's coming back on this date. And it didn't happen again. And then it happened a third time. And, and I heard about people who invested uh, their savings in helping get the word out. And, and they were disappointed, some of them even uh, to the point of walking away from their, their faith. If, if they had just known this fact, then they wouldn't have gotten involved in this project. Because Jesus said, no one knows the day or the hour except the Father. Now... In, there's parallel passages uh, to this uh, chapter of Matthew found in Mark and Luke as well, and they all reference Noah's message. And, and so what kept the people of Noah's day from actually listening to what he had to say and, and responding? 
And the answer that we're given in Scripture is that they were just busy about doing everyday life. Uh, They were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, and they were giving in marriage. And what is communicated to us through that reference is the fact that it's very dangerous for us to become so absorbed in daily living that we forget that Jesus Christ is coming again. That's what that reference to Noah is all about. We, we get so distracted by the things of this world and the things of this life that we, we, we're not paying attention and, and we forget that Jesus is coming. So we need to be ever alert and ever watchful and ever faithful. Now, Jesus said, no one knows the day or the hour. goes on to say that we can and should know the season, the season of Jesus' return. In the parallel passage found in Mark chapter 13, he describes some of the signs of the season. And then he says, And then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out his angels and gather his elect from the four winds from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, or likewise... When you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. And what he's saying is, is if you can pay attention to a fig tree, you know when summer's coming. If you pay attention to what I told you to pay attention to, then you'll know that Jesus Christ is coming soon, that, is, that he is near at the very gates. So what are some of these signs that we're supposed to be paying attention to, that Jesus told us were going to be indicative of his soon return. Now I'm going to tell you up front, folks, that when we go through some of these signs, we're going to be talking about some unpleasant topics. And, you know, some of us might, today might say, well, Pastor, man, I had a tough week already. I, I was hoping for a feel-good sermon today. Well, could you come again next week? Because this is probably not going to be a feel-good sermon, but it's something we need to know. Okay. Uh, now, there are many passages in the Old Testament and the New Testament that, that uh, give us insight into this matter. And, and many are found in Daniel and Revelation and uh, Romans. But let's start here with Jesus' description in, in his own words as recorded for us in Matthew chapter 24. He says, As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not alarmed, for this must take place. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of the birth pains. And then they will deliver you up to tribulation and Put you to death, and you'll be hated by all the nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false witnesses will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel, good news, gospel of the kingdom, will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. So in verse 5 it says, Many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. They will lead many astray. 
This, this lead many astray is mentioned not once, not twice, but three times in just a few verses. And as I mentioned before, anything that's mentioned in, in the Bible is important because the Bible is the Word of God. And if it mentions something more than once, it's really important. Jesus is trying to get across to us, do not be led astray. Now, we live in an age when false religions and cults proliferate. And Jesus said that this was going to happen. It's going to be escalated in the days just before his return. And today we live in a world that's filled with deception and tools for deception that no previous generation had to contend with. Now, when I talk about deception, I'm sure many of us think first about the news media and some of us being deceived into believing that enemies are friends and friends and enemies and stuff like that. But when I talk about tools of deception, we can be shown a picture of something that looks real, but it was actually generated inside of somebody's computer. The tools for deception are incredible. They can take a recording of someone's voice and resequence it and resynthesize it so that per- you hear that person saying something they never actually said. The tools that are available for deception are, are something that no previous generation has had to contend with. I just can't ma- imagine what it's going to be like for our children, our grandchildren growing up in a world. They're going to have to, they're going to, have to gain a discernment for identifying what is deception that is exceptional, more so than any previous generation. They're going to need God's Holy Spirit helping them figure out what's true and what is not. And when life gets difficult, one of, the, one of the greatest temptations is to blindly follow someone who says they're there to help, that they can help. And Jesus said, these, these will come in my name. They will identify themselves as, as one of mine. And Jesus says, beware that no one leads you astray. Beware means we have to be vigilant and we have to be watchful. There are uh, there are people and there are organizations that have Jesus and Christ in the name, and they have, they're, they're not representatives of Jesus Christ. We have to be watchful and vigilant. Jesus knew that we have a tendency to look for a sign. Remember how often Jesus was asked to give a sign? We have a tendency to look for a sign, and if we do so, then uh, we're susceptible to deception because false prophets can give false signs, and some of them can look miraculous, like they must have come from God. And it's easy for deception to result. The only way we can be sure of not being deceived and drawn away is to keep our focus on Christ, to keep our faith in Christ. Not in a church, not in a leader, but on Jesus. And secondly, we need to learn to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's something we have to practice every day. Is that you, Holy Spirit speaking, or is that me? Because there's a little internal voice that's going, we need to learn how to discern the voice of God's Holy Spirit. Because he, he'll protect us. He'll guide us and protect us. We need to stay in prayer continuously. We pray unceasingly, as the scripture says. And we need to immerse ourselves in God's word. We need all of this in order that we not be led astray. The scriptures tells us that Jesus is going to return just as he left. He's going to come out of the clouds. Everyone's going to see it. Nobody's going to miss it. We will know who Jesus is if we know the word of God. And then verse 6 is interesting. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed for this must take place, but the end is not yet. You will hear of wars. How long has the human race heard of wars? Thousands of years since the very beginning. 
I guess you could count Cain and Abel as a small war. That was the, that was the start of fighting between humans. Uh, a few years back, uh, some group of our church folk were able to go and visit the Holy Land. One of the places we got to visit was the Valley of Armageddon, uh, which is famous because it's referenced in Revelation. But what we found out is that in recorded history, the earliest battles took place in that very valley, that the battles have gone back a thousand years. So somebody who's being conscientious would say, well, pastor, what's the big deal? You'll hear of wars. Big deal. Humans have heard of wars since the very beginning. What has changed? And the answer is something has changed. And you'll hear what that something is if you join us tomorrow at the same time for the next edition of Study Verse by Verse and Outreach Ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. This is a daily visit featuring the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely and Church of the Highlands. All of the messages in this series in the book of Matthew are available on the website highlands.us. Plus, you'll find information about service times, age-graded ministries, special learning opportunities, and, of course, Highlands Christian Schools. Check out the website and see what's going on at Church of the Highlands. Again, highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Have a blessed rest of your day, and come back tomorrow when we'll open the Word of God and study once again verse by verse.